In a world where good news is hard to find, WAVA and One Heart DC present Good News for the City. We're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what his body, the church, is doing to spread this good news in the Washington, D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. As Jesus said in John 17, Father, that they may be one just as we are one. Welcome to Good News for the City. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Greetings, folks, and welcome to Good News for the City, the radio broadcast ministry partnership between WAVA Radio and One Heart DC, right here on Life Changing Talk Radio 105.1 FM, WAVA. My name is Dennis Williams, and I am Director of Ministry for WAVA Radio, and I want to welcome you to today's broadcast. Folks, let me ask you these questions. Remember that, that special Sunday school teacher you had as a kid, or that summer camp counselor? Well, I can tell you, hey, I may be a little bit older, but I can remember those folks. These important disciple makers, they lay a solid foundation for life with the gospel during our formative years. Our good friends from Child Evangelism Fellowship are doing this especially important work with children right now. They host good news clubs all over the nation's capital, and they train others to effectively minister to children. We're excited to have them as our guest again today, and we just want to welcome them. Hey, you know the drill. Here to get us started to introduce our guest for the day is my good friend, my co-host, my buddy uh, of Good News for the City, Pastor Brian Bale, Senior Pastor of Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, Virginia. Brother, we're back. Good to see you, man. We are back. I was just actually thinking as you were giving that introduction about one of my growing up Sunday school teachers. Not everybody has had the privilege of of growing up with a Sunday school teacher that cared about them or a, someone who led a Bible study. But for those of us who did have that privilege, Amen. you know, the impact is still there and it pays dividends years later. I can still hear certain scriptures in my head, Dennis, that my teacher taught via rhythm uh, because knew that I like music. And so she found a way to help me memorize some scripture to a rhythm. And so today when there are certain sections of scripture, I quote, or I hear, I can still hear that rhythm and hear her in my (laughs) head in all the good ways. And so the people that we have today are invested into the lives of children and making a difference. Jesus said, let the children come to me. And they take that absolutely serious. And so we're excited to have in the studio today, two guests. The first is Reverend Richard McPayton. He, um, was raised in Washington, D.C. He attended and graduated from D.C. public schools. Uh, later on, he got undergraduate degree from Howard University and Washington Bible College. And then after that, he received a master's degree from Capital Bible Seminary. He's been in ministry for 36 years. And in 2008, he spearheaded the Northeast D.C. Prayer War, which was instrumental in the reduction of murders in the Trinidad community. He is a former pastor of Goodwill Baptist Church in the upper northwest of D.C. and a son and associate of Bethesda Baptist Church in the Washington, D.C. area as well. He's a prolific Bible teacher and expositor, and he served as a past professor at Washington Bible College. He's been associated with Child Evangelism Fellowship now for almost 20 years, and he currently serves as the executive vice chairman of the ministry here in the D.C. area. He's been married for 41 years and has two wonderful children. Also joining man, us that's in the a celebration, studio, by the way. Hey, that is, that is, which 41 is years. Amen. Amen. People <laughs> on the radio don't have a chance to see like we do. He only looks 41. So I'm telling uh, you, that, man, I'm telling you in that way. <laughs> we also have Sandra Renee Walker joining us, but she is affectionately known by children as Miss Renee. So we're going to talk to Miss Renee today. She joined that. the staff of Child Evangelist Fellowship almost 20 years ago now as a full time wow. missionary. 
Wow. Several years ago, the Lord called her to missions at a ministry conference at her church. And this is her desire to see many children and families come to know Jesus as their Lord and as their Savior and to see children grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. As a child, she memorized a verse from Proverbs chapter 11, verse 30, which says this, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life and he that wins souls is wide, wise. And so from just a very young age, that message has been in her spirit and that is directed and guided and, and moved her in so much that he, she does. She's a graduate of Howard University of Communications in DC and the Children's Ministry Institute in Warrington, Missouri. She currently, again, serves as a Good News Club coordinator and teacher trainer for Child Evangelism Fellowship right here in the Washington metro area. So, Reverend, Miss Renee, thanks for joining us. Glad to have you on the show today. Thank Glad you. Glad to be here. Glad to be so, here. Uh, Reverend McPayton, we're going to start with you, if we can, to talk about some of the biggest concerns uh, for children here in the Washington metro area. Certainly, we know there's always concerns, and as we've talked a lot over the last year, COVID has not made anybody's concerns simpler. So could you talk about how the concerns are and, and what are the concerns for some of our kids here in the metro area and then what impact COVID has made in that area? Absolutely. On behalf of all of us at CEF of the Washington metropolitan area, I just want to say we appreciate this wonderful opportunity to come on Good News for the City. Uh, mm. We are very grateful to the Lord. Um, but yes, to answer your question, uh, the challenges that face our children in the DMV, it's a universal challenge because the enemy of our souls has targeted children mm -hmm. as his main focus of attack. Yeah. And children uh, are born, all, children are born innocent. Although we are all born in sin and shaped in iniquity, babies are not born to be racist or mass murderers or haters or drug dealers. Yes. And that behavior, we believe, is acquired and developed from our culture. And so these are some of the things that, that children are facing. Uh, the enemy wants to destroy children's lives and the child, uh, actually, before it, they, they really get started. And we are seeing children at younger and younger ages in the DMV having sex. They're on drugs. Um, just two 13-year-olds um, carjacked a gentleman last week, and uh, he was killed. Um, they robbed people. And so uh, we see that this is the plight the children are facing. Children are abused. They are uh, in, uh, they're being involved in the sex trade, and children are being murdered. Uh, we have seen several murders of children um, in the DMV in the last few years. So these are some of the yeah. biggest concerns that are facing, the biggest challenges that are facing children. The enemy has targeted children. Um, and then yeah. your second part of your question was, mm -hmm. how has COVID changed this? Uh, well, studies have shown that COVID has exacerbated um, the difficult conditions children are dealing with. Uh, many sure. children are stressed, they are depressed, and, you know, children love to go outside and play. <laughs> and they're very, children are very interactive with their friends. And this COVID-19 has, has prevented that. They have not been able to be out with their friends in class. Um, and children just don't do Zoom platforms too well. No, you know, I don't think anyone does Zoom platforms too well, but especially kids who are designed not to be constrained, but to be out and experiencing and enjoying life. 
at greater levels. And one of the things that you just mentioned um, that I, I want to hone in on is this, is you talked about the challenges. And one of the things that Child Evangelism Fellowship does well isn't just speak to challenges, but comes up with approaches to address challenges. I, I yeah. think that uh, it's one thing to say, hey, here are all the difficulties. It's another thing to do what God has called us to do, to go into the challenge, to go out into where the difficulties are and to live out the ministry of the gospel in that way. What are the approaches that uh, CEF has uh, to doing those particular things and those challenges that you just mentioned? Well, Brian, first of all, we never lose sight of our mission of child evangelism fellowship worldwide. Mm -hmm. And that is our mission is to get the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ to every child in Washington, D.C. and surrounding area as early and as soon as possible. Jesus said, do not prevent the children from coming to me for such is the kingdom of heaven. And so Jesus and Jesus also said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. We, we all of us remember that scripture. Right. And so at CF, we want children to know that Jesus loves them. And that he wants them to place their trust in him. Yeah. And, and Jesus can, you know, it, Jesus loves the children and he wants us to demonstrate and show our love to those, to, to the children. And that's what we do. Yeah. Now, Miss Renee, um, you know, you've been involved now for 20 years and you've been involved with a lot of these ministries uh, for people who may not be familiar with Child Evangelism Fellowship, or as we keep saying, CEF, which is sort of the common way that it's referred to for those who are familiar with the ministry, what are some of the primary ministries or primary programs, if you even want to use that term, that you uh, use and engage in to, to make a difference in the lives of kids? Our primary ministries are the Good News Club and the Five-Day Club. We take the gospel where the children are. Good News Clubs are in schools community centers, daycare centers, people's homes. We take the gospel where the children are. Uh, we teach the truth of God's word and we provide training to the volunteers who teach the Good News Clubs. And the wonderful thing about the Good News Clubs is the children not only learn the gospel, mm -hmm. but for children who are saved, we disciple them by giving them practical applications and steps to growth. For example, one of our applications this year was I am valuable to God. Imagine what a difference that makes in the life of a child when that child realizes that they are valuable to God. The yeah. five-day club ministry we do during the summertime is for five consecutive days. The Good News Club is one day per week, but the five-day club is for five consecutive days in one location, then we move to another location. Right. We train teenagers to be Christian youth in action. And those teenagers teach the Bible clubs during the summer, the five-day clubs. Mm. Imagine what a difference that makes in the life of a teenager to have an opportunity to teach God's word and lead children to the Lord. So those are our two primary ministries, Good News Club and Five-Day Club. Now, someone may have been listening and kind of really honed in on some of the locations that you did and then and then heard the word schools. And I think sometimes there's this misnomer about how we can interact, especially with the public schools, in bringing the truth about Jesus Christ. So talk about how you're teaching the Bible in the public schools. How does that work? Well, in June 2011, no, June 2001, 
the Supreme Court ruled that Child Evangelism Fellowship must have access to public school facilities if the school allows any other non-school related organization to come in to work with the children. For okay. example, if they have someone to come in to teach dance or music or tutor, they have to allow us to have access to the school as well. And of course, the children can attend with parent permission. Again, that's taking the gospel where the children are in the yeah. public schools. Hmm. Now, you've been doing this for 20 years and uh, you can't do anything for 20 years without having a, a few stories of impact. So as someone who's, who's been working just day in and day out in the lives of kids, can you give us an example too of how CF, CF ministries have, have come in and made a difference in the life of kids? Yes, I can think of one young man, his name is Steven. Mm -hmm. He grew up in the five-day club and in the Good News Club. When he turned 14, he decided, I want to become a Christian youth in action. So for four years, he taught five-day clubs. Oh, and wow. now he's a deacon in training at his church. It started when he was a child in five-day yes. clubs yes. and good news club. God changed his life. Another young man I can think of, he was in five-day club. And he was the only child in five-day club that day because the other children went on a field trip. Our Christian youth in action said, Miss Renee, what should we do? There's only one child here. I said, go ahead and teach, teach this little boy. He deserves to hear the truth from God's word. So we taught the Bible club that day. He prayed to receive Christ as his savior. He responded to the invitation. And as he was praying, he began to cry. After he finished praying, I said, Dwayne, why were you crying? He said, because Jesus died for me. I said, yes, mm -hmm. he did. But he yeah. also rose from the dead and he's alive today. And a big smile came on Dwayne's face. As we were leaving the club, he ran out of the club behind us and he said, thank you so much for coming to teach me about Jesus. Now, those are just two examples out of the over 5,000 or so children we've taught within the last five years. You know, Brian, the, Brian, the, uh, as Ms. Renee was talking, I, and you mentioned Stephen, um, it just reminded me of how, man, if you get children early in life, um, how Christ changes their life, man. It's like um, one of the cool things I get to do is lead our trips to Israel, right? And, and, and I never really liked Hebrew in seminary, by the way. I'm more of a Greek guy. but I never, So I've been trying to learn Hebrew because of it. Come on, man, give it up. If I had started that when I was 10, I'd know Hebrew. But <laughs> So, man, getting them early, I just love that. I love that, Miss Renee and, and Reverend. I mean, that's, I, that's just cool stuff. Yeah, which I guess let's let's dive into that, Reverend McPayton. There there might be some people out there hearing this and, and think to themselves, well, I'm not sure. Discipling really isn't for children. Uh, how, how would you respond to that? What would you tell them if they were in that process of, of, of thinking about discipling, but think it doesn't really connect? Yeah, Miss um, Renee Walker can answer that a little bit better. But and then I'd like to chime in. But Renee, sure. you want to answer that? Sure. I think about how Jesus says. Suffer the little children to come unto me. Don't hinder me. Hinder, don't hinder them. He wants to have a relationship with the children. And then God says, for us to go and make disciples. That the, the word of God doesn't say just for adults. Go make disciples of everyone who has received Jesus as Lord and Savior. So mm. I can think of the children 
whose lives have been changed because in club we teach them how to be kind to one another, how to love one another, that they're supposed to be obedient to their teachers, they're supposed to show respect to those in authority over them. All of this comes from God's word. And then we give them Amen. practical steps. Amen. Well, guess what? As we see changed behavior in the lives of the children, we know that discipling them is taking effect. So we, yeah. And God says in his word that we're supposed to reach everyone. He doesn't exempt children. Amen. Right. All Amen. means all, right, Reverend? All means all. And, and you know, um, if, if someone says that discipling is not for children, I would just ask the question of them, um, well, are children allowed and able to learn other things? There are so many other lessons and so many things about the culture that children are being exposed to at earlier and earlier ages. So aren't they entitled to being discipled for Jesus Christ, something that's going to be absolutely, totally beneficial to their life. And that's what we do. I had a mentor one and time. A, Go ahead, Renee. I think of a little boy in club, his name was Dwayne, and he attended Goodness Club faithfully, he got saved. And one day he said, thank you for coming to teach me about Jesus, because now I don't fight as much. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I don't fight as as much. So he was the young <laughs> yeah. And I've seen Dwayne, and he graduated from high school, and mm. is working, and it started again in Good News Club. Yeah. Look how honest he was, man. I don't fight as much. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love that. I love that, man. That's a great statement about all of us growing <laughs> to be more like Jesus, but it's a process. Amen. I, mean, I was going to say that I had a mentor one time telling me, say, listen, just because you don't or you're not aware that you're being discipled, you are being discipled. You either be discipled by culture or discipled by Jesus. Yes, but somewhere, nice. somehow you're being discipled. That's right. And so I just love that reminder of the fact that it's not like a vacuum that if we chose not to follow Jesus and not to disciple children, that they would just sit there neutral until they got to whatever age that we thought. And so. Uh, right. We need to equip them. We need to help them. And you mentioned this already, Miss Renee, when we talk about taking uh, teenagers and helping them and equipping them to work in good mm -hmm. news clubs and five-day clubs and those types of things. How, what else does it look like to, to train, whether it's someone's a teenager or who's made it beyond their teenage years, like Dennis and myself, to, to train them? What does it look like to equip them? Well, for individuals who have a desire to teach children, we offer various training classes. We have our Teaching Children Effectively Level 1 class, which deals with evangelism, and that mm -hmm. class is 33 hours. Then we have our Teaching Children Effectively Level 2 class, which deals with discipleship, and that class is 31, 31 hours. Mm -hmm. And so we take these classes and we talk about teaching a Bible lesson, teaching children to pray, teaching children how to have a quiet time, um, teaching children how to memorize scripture, singing songs with a message. So those are two of our major classes that we offer. Those are college level classes. You can obtain CEUs. But then we also teach at children's ministry conferences. And we also teach at churches when they have various training events. So we can come and teach about children in, in crisis. We can teach about how to um, evangelize children. There are various methods that we have that we can share with adults who, and teenagers who have a desire to teach children. Yeah. 
Now, Reverend, certainly there's always in every ministry and every opportunity we have to express the truth of the good news to the world around us, their needs. What are some of the biggest needs right now that you see? Well, the biggest needs that we have, uh, especially for our listeners who are listening to this right now, there's someone listening to this. And I appreciate that question so much, Brian, because you're asking the question that a person might be asking themselves right now as they listen to this. They might be saying, well, how can I help? Because I agree with what you're doing at Child Evangelism Fellowship. Mm-hmm. Well, here's how you can help. Uh, we, we need uh, to increase our good news clubs. Uh, we need more locations. We need churches that will partner with us, join with us, daycare centers. We, we need to have more outlets so that we can get the gospel to the children. Uh, we need more children, uh, teenagers who are willing to become summer missionaries. There are a lot of uh, teenagers listening right now who want to uh, know what they can do this summer, how they can spend this summer. So we need that. Uh, we need five-day host clubs and hosts uh, that, that are willing to host a five-day club. So we... The, the, the need, the scripture says the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. So we yes. need more yes. laborers to go into the vineyard of the Lord and help us to yeah. share the gospel with the children. Love that. And I love the fact that, you know, all of us can get involved one way or the other. Physically is clearly one of the greatest ways to do it. Yes. But if if you are unable for one reason or another to physically get involved, there's still much you can do. You can spiritually get involved by praying. You could also uh, make donations and help for those who are at the front lines. However, God has gifted you and made you uh, to work out and to help putting the good news forward. And just Reverend, I just want to say thank you for sharing that truth. Miss Renee, thank you for sharing that truth. And, and for more, if people wanted more information about what we've talked to, about today, they could go to cefwashingtondc.org. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You can go to cefdc at verizon.net. Mm-hmm. That's the email call. address if you want that. Yeah. Yes. That's our email address. Or you can visit our website, CEF of DC. Uh, You can definitely give me a call. I would be more than glad to talk directly to you. My number is 240-596-9850 or 301-275-2383. So, Reverend, I love that, Dennis. We don't have a lot of people give out an actual phone number like you do at the end of the show a lot. So, uh, man, I love it. They don't hey. even have to call you unless they just want to in the office <laughs> to talk to you about what we talked about today. They get a hold of the Reverend and Miss Renee just by doing that. And I know I've been blessed, as I'm sure you have as well today, Dennis. Well, it's been it's just this is especially close to my heart. My wife has been uh, a child's minister and a school teacher in a Christian school for more than 20 years. And um uh, just to see how she interacts with the kids and how powerful that is just always warms my heart. So thank you both. God bless you. We love you for what you're doing. Hey, folks, if you want more information, go to cefwashingtondc.org. That's cefwashingtondc.org. Again, you can go to goodnewsforthecity.com, listen to this program. Um, you heard Pastor, you heard Reverend McPayton give out his phone numbers. Um, I have one that I'll give you one more time um, for Reverend Richard McPayton, 301-275-2383. That's 
888-382-2383. Or if you need to, you can call me at the station. Um, even though I am not there physically, I get my, my calls every day, 703-807-2266. That's 703-807-2266. God bless you both. We love you for what you're doing. Thank you for serving the Lord. Folks, we'll see you again next week. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership, movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of Good News for the City, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703-807-2266. 703-807-2266. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.